You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is a very special episode, episode 10. Um, anything you want to say, Greg? What's up, man? We made it. Um, you know, it's been a very long time coming as far as where we started to where we are now. Um, you, I feel like the people can just go back and check it out, but uh, we we we're here. We made it. Uh, just very, very grateful, very appreciative. Uh, and it's gonna be ten times ten more, ten times ten times ten more episodes. So let's do this. Yeah, man. Um, again, once again, I'm John June. Got my guy Greg Penniman. Um, but some guys, some people that you may not hear on the show, but very much part of what we do and what fantasy football diagnostics is all about and helping us get to where we are right now to episode 10 um you know i want to shout out our people who help us in producing and editing mike q aka mike quintanilla i I messed that up but mike quintanilla mike q um, he's been really busy just had a baby um but he's been still helping us still grinding with us coming up with great ideas of how to make the show better um shivan patel who helps out with with a bunch of the editing um you know he's he's great at that he's the one that came up with that great intro that you guys hear so um i want to shout those guys out also want to shout out my wife bianca who may not um know much about fantasy football but she's always re- reposting greg's stories um trying to get us as much followers as much traction as we can it's a fact. Um, so shout out shout out to her um and yeah man uh, shout out to my guy greg helping me um you know it's like coming on this show with me to talk about a sport that I love so much and um, a, a game we're so passionate about in fantasy football. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So now that all the sappy stuff's out the way, let's let's get on to the stuff that you guys care about, which is the football. Yeah. So um, last night's game happened. Um, obviously, the last night's game we're talking about. Thursday night's game happened. And uh, obviously, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Uh, both teams walked into the game 0-1. The Carolina Panthers are now 0-2. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now 1-1 as they won as they won the game 20-14. Uh, to 14. Uh, So, what'd you what'd you make of this, Greg? Yeah, it was it was a it was a decent game. You know, it got picked up a little bit maybe in the second half. Uh, really, my takeaways from this game: Chris Godwin is he's really good, man. He's he's emerging, taking that leap. Uh, as developing very well, route running is very clean. We we're talking about it. Um, played in 95% of the offensive snaps. Had eight receptions on nine targets for 121 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that man's a beast. Um, yeah, which one call it? As also, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, surprised about how the play calling was for him. Um, you could tell in that first drive, it was like seven plays, and like the first five times he, he touched the ball, 
Uh, but I'm surprised they went away from him as far as the play calling, getting him out of space and getting him in routes and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, those are my two big takeaways from the game, I think. Yeah, I agree with you on Chris Godwin. Um, the guy's an absolute stud. I think he's he's cementing himself as a as a not just an, a fantasy wide receiver, but an NFL wide receiver. Um, you know, the guy runs such crisp routes. Um, and he's playing a Larry Fitzgerald role in that offense, um, which makes for a lot of safer targets, um, closer to the line of scrimmage, but high volume. Um, yeah, he's he's a stud. I, I'm I'm growing more of a fan every time I watch him play. Um, Mike Evans, guys, don't panic, right? Um, he had eight targets. I mean, Chris Godwin had nine targets. Um, so the the pecking order is 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 um, it's probably more of like a one A one B situation. Um, or maybe these, these guys are both 1A, <laughs> I don't know, right? But their targets are different. Chris Godwin is, is more of the safer, closer to the line of scrimmage, where Mike Evans, his targets are deeper down the field. So a little bit more volatile. Or he caught four of eight targets, 62 yards. Um, but he gets targeted in the end zone three times on Thursday. So um, don't panic there. He's still involved. This guy's still a number one receiver. Um, as you could see from some of the catches he was making, um, you know, he's he's – he's still a, a more than capable fantasy or just football player in general. So don't panic there. Um, what'd you make of this running back situation though? We were all told Ronald Jones was, was going to get more carries, but Peyton Barber was going to be the nominal starter. But um, I don't think we saw Ronald Jones till like the second or third quarter. Yeah. I forgot he was in the game. Dario only got like maybe one touch. Um, Ronald, I mean, Peyton Barber, 23 carries. I feel bad for John Fernandez. He started Ronald Jones over Peyton Barber actually in his matchup. Uh, Payne Barber, you know, dominated the snaps. Wasn't as efficient, but, you know, he had a good number, about three, mid 3.7 yards per carry. So that's fine. Um, it was good blocking by your boy O.J. Howard. Uh, that, let's talk about him. Is it, is it time to snip snip on uh, O.J. Howard? Yeah, I mean, it sucks because O.J. Howard owners um, probably waited a week and let, you know, better options on the waiver wire go by because, you know, they invested a, that fourth or fifth round pick on O.J. Howard um, or in O.J. Howard. And then, uh, you know, they get that performance last night. Um, it, it just sucks because he's a really good football player. He's a really good, you know, blocker. And that's how the, I think that the Bruce Arians is going to use him in this offense. You know, it was a conversation it was whether, you know, well, Bruce Arians has never had a, a productive fantasy tight end. And um, then the argument was, well, what productive fantasy tight end is Bruce or what tight end quality tight end is Bruce Arians ever had? And, yeah, that's a good point. And so um, that's why people were really hyped about O.J. Howard. But, you know, Bruce Arians is showing us he's showing us his colors. He's showing us who he is. Right. Like, you know, O.J. Howard is the tight end in this position, in this in this in this offense. And um, Mike Evans is the downfield target. And Chris Godwin is the, is the slot receiver. And, and that's that's what this offense is. And that's what it's going to continue to be. Um, but I think I would snip on O.J. Howard. Uh, it sucks because you, you, you missed out on the opportunity to play uh, Greg Olson in this game, who you, you were talking up prior to this game. Um, but, yeah, I would I would definitely cut bait, I think. Uh, I don't get – don't guys, don't get too attached to the draft price. Like, like I get it. He was a fifth-round pick. But it's – you gotta, you got you to gotta know when it's time to move on, you know, especially at a onesie position where you can't – maybe you can't afford the extra roster spot to hold two tight ends. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's tough. You, I don't think he's should be in your starting line until he earns that uh, roll back. Um, it, yeah, uh, honestly, you were saying before all those waiver wire pickups are probably gone. So 
Uh, I will hold off for next next week. Maybe see who you can get for. The uh, one thing what, though for OJ yeah. Howard owners, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no doubt. Is Chris Herndon is he? I know it's Jets. Yes, there's a mess right now, <laughs> but there's no Quincy and Nunwa. We we'll get to this later, but um, according to Player Profiler uh, dot com, Ryan Griffin was top seven in the league amongst tight ends with routes run. Right, so when Chris Herndon comes back, he's going to have a role, um, and so he's he's on waivers right now. He, the Jets have a bye in Week Four. He's suspended for Week Five, so you can't really use him until Week Six. But if you've got an extra roster spot or something, you you won't need to stash your tight end then. Um, maybe maybe this would be too early for me personally, but if you really need a tight end and there's really nothing there, then uh, be be a couple weeks early on Chris Herndon. Yeah, just a quick point, add to those Carolina receivers. Both of them had a very solid game, even with Cam yes. still throwing zero t- passing touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. DJ Moore, nine receptions for f- on 14 targets. And Curtis Samuel, four receptions, but on 12 targets for 82 yards. DJ Moore had 89 yards. So, yeah, they're going to be there. Cam needs to get a passing touchdown, though, for sure. Yeah, I said to you the other day, um, and you said it was a kind of a bold statement, but I'm sticking to it. I I think DJ Moore might be as safe a player as there is in fantasy, um, and I'm, I know it's only been two games, but if you look at the 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 offense, the role he plays in this offense, uh, it's very similar to the role Robert Woods plays, um, and we all know how you know you and I both feel about him in 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 uh, L. A. and the Rams, so that's some, just something to watch going forward. I think he's half point PPR, full point PPR. He's about as safe a player as you can have. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, moving forward, let's let's get let's get right into these games, right into these matchups. Um, so the first one on the docket, we got the the uh, Arizona Cardinals, 0 and 1 Arizona Cardinals, flying out east to take on the Baltimore Ravens, who are 1 and 0. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously coming off that five touchdown game. Uh, what do you what do you make of this one, Greg? Uh, Sorry, yeah. covering the spread. The spread is a 12 and a half point spread uh, in the Ravens' favor, 42 and a half point over under. Uh, so I have the under in that game. Um, I have the, I think it's going to be closer than people expect. So I'm, I'm going to have the cards covering, but I still think the Ravens are going to end up winning this game. Um, yeah, I'm just really interested to see Kyler Murray, honestly, against his Ravens defense. This is the first real defense he's going to play, first real test of his career. Uh, and also, is Marquise Brown, is he a fluke or not? Nah? What are we going to see here? The number of snaps you would think has to go up. Uh, how's this production going to correlate to that? Yeah, uh, I I agree with everything you said there. I think those are all intriguing things to watch. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Ra- the Ravens to cover. I'm taking the Ravens to win. We saw this Ravens offense last week um, when they were, a, I think it was a 26 or 24 implied team total. They've got a 28 implied team score this time. Um, this offense is at home versus last week when they're on the road in Miami. Um, so I, I think this is a good spot for this Ravens offense. They're going to score a lot of points. I'm curious to see, like you said, Kyler Murray, is he going to be able to keep pace? Um, you know, he threw 54 passes last week. Uh, I think that would that would be – if the Baltimore Ravens defense was asked, you know, would you rather Kyler Murray throw under or over 54 passes, they would take the over. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I'm and trying to see 60 passes this year. <laughs> this this game for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think this is a nice spot for Hollywood. Um, you know, obviously the matchup is great. Um, I don't this this Ravens offense is is not afraid to attack defenses. 
like all over the field. So if Hollywood is on the field, um, then he'll be definitely be useful. I think you can flex him this week. Um, if you need if you need some boom in your lineup, he's definitely. Um, the, I think he's the way to go. Um, and Mark Andrews, obviously, gonna he's a stud. So let's start him up. And then these Ravens running backs, um, Mark Ingram, start him for sure. If you're in trouble, I think you could flex. Um, I think you could flex to Gus Edwards just based off the, the, the volume. He had 17 carries last week. Yeah, so. and just to add on Mark Andrews, he was a late questionable tag um, to the injury report, but uh, Jeff Arbaugh said he's going to be fine, so I think he's going to be fine. You could roll him out there and ready to play. Yeah, no, he's going to play. Um, all right, moving forward, we got the Buffalo Bills, 1-0 Buffalo Bills, uh, traveling back to MetLife to take on the New York Giants, who are 0-1. This is a two-point spread in the in the uh, Bills' favor. It's a 44.5-point over-under. What do you make of this one, Greg? This is a really tough one. I'm going back and forth. I think I'm taking the under. Um, just not a lot of you know pass catches for the Giants in this game. I have the Bills cause covering the spread because I also have the Bills winning the game. Uh, I think the Giants' secondary is just not good. Uh, I don't I think Josh Allen's going to light him up. And I, I don't, yeah, no Sterling Shepard. He's out for a concussion. Saquon should bounce back, and I predict that he's going to find the end zone in this game. Uh, and those are pretty much my takeaways. This much, this game. Evan Ingram's still going to eat too. Yeah, I like Evan Ingram a lot in this one. Uh, we'll talk about that one later. But um, yeah, I actually, am taking the under. I'm taking the Giants to cover. Um, I'm also taking the Giants to win. Uh, this game's in that life. Um, obviously, that's not a problem for for the Bills, as we saw last week. Um, but Josh Allen is mistake prone. Uh, I do like his, still like his outlooks from a fantasy perspective, um, just because the rushing, uh, the rushing floor alone is there. Um, and then the upside with his arm, like you said, this this Giants pass defense is beatable. But this Bills defense, while while it's really good. Um, they are susceptible, as we saw Jamison Crowder catching 14 passes last week. They're susceptible in the middle of the field, um, and that's where this Giants offense is 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 at its uh, is at its strongest. When you look at targets like Evan Ingram, um, and obviously Sterling Shepard out, I think that's big for him. But um, guys, Saquon Barkley is the best player on this football field. I don't see any doubt about that. Um, so. I don't see how Saquon Barkley doesn't make enough plays in this game uh, at home to potentially push the Giants over. So um, I would expect a big game out of him. He's their workhorse. They'll expect him to use him that way. I know last week the game kind of got out of hand, but I don't expect that here. Yeah, I hope you're right. It's for the two-point spread. Definitely hope you're right. Saquon, uh, he's a beast. He has to come through for this team if they are going to win for sure. All right, moving forward, we got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Washington to take on the Washington Redskins, uh, the 1-0 Dallas Cowboys and the 0-1 Washington Redskins. We have a 44-point over-under, and the Cowboys are 4.5-point favorites. What do you make of this one? Uh, so I have the Cowboys winning this game. I have the Cowboys against the spread. I think they are the dominant team in this game. I think they win by at least a touchdown, and I have the under in this game. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take the over um, just because this Cowboys offense, I think, is just too good. Um, I think they could probably score 44 points by themselves in this one. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to take the Cowboys on the over. I'm going to take the Cowboys against the spread, obviously. Um, and I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. So, uh, yeah, Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, um, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, um, start them all. Yeah. If you have all four of them, start them all. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, um, it really. But, yeah, start them. Yeah, for me, it really comes down to um, aspect another big game for Dak. Um I'm looking at Michael Gallup, really, is last week's performance a fluke or nah for that. And just looking at the Redskins on their side, AP versus Chris Thompson, who's going to be the guy to, you know, who you want to start this week, honestly. Yeah, um, on the Washington side, I'm definitely going to start Chris Thompson. I think this is a Chris Thompson game more than an AP game. Um, so I would I would definitely lean Chris Thompson. Uh, Vernon Davis, if Jordan Reed doesn't play. Uh, we saw how I yep. mean, Evan Ingram's obviously a little bit different of style of player, but we saw what he did against this. Uh, oh, wow. Wrong. Yeah, sorry. Vernon Davis is a different style of player than Evan Ingram, but we saw what Evan Ingram was able to do against these Cowboys, this Cowboys defense. Um, so I would, if you need tight ends, if you, if you, you know, you need a, if you need a tight end this week, Vernon Davis is not a bad place to go. Um, but Michael Gallup, back to what you said, uh, I think I think he's here to stay, man. We we talked about him in the off season. Um, we we brought him up before before week one, um, and you know the way this Cowboys offense is operating right now, I just don't see any way that we you know I think Michael Gallup is a usable flex going forward. Yeah, for sure. With some, he, I think he's a weak. Uh, I think he you can use you can consider him a weekly flex wide receiver three going forward with wide receiver two upside, obviously. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, okay, so then moving forward, we got the 0-1 Colts traveling to Tennessee to take on the 1-0 Tennessee Titans. Um, the Tennessee Titans are, are three-point favorites at home and a 46.5-point over-under. What do you got here, Greg? Uh, so divisional game, AFC South game, I'm riding that under. Uh, I have the Titans against the spread, um, and I also have the Titans to win as well. I think they get it by maybe five points uh me for this game i was saying afc south is going to be kind of ugly i think um so it's going to be a marlon mack type game or derrick henry type game so i'm looking for those two against each other at performances and who else besides delaney walker is going to patch the ball for the titans basically yeah um i would i would watch out for aj brown from the titan side word maybe not a maybe not a um a startable asset this week, especially not in an ugly game like this where you know it's kind of low upside. Um, but if you ask me, you I mean you did ask me who I think would be useful outside of Delaney Walker. Um, I think AJ Brown is definitely that guy. I mean he he plays he plays outside. He plays in the slot. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw Keenan Allen kind of you know rip up this defense, and AJ Brown is not Keenan Allen, and Marcus Mariota is not uh, Philip Rivers. But um, I think from a DFS perspective maybe you know maybe um but yeah i just keep an eye on him because he's, he's somebody we might we might talk about next week uh but like you said ugly game I, i'm going with marlon mack and derrick henry here um expect them both to be very heavily involved another thing to watch though um interesting to keep in mind is you know we saw how austin eckler ripped up this titans defense or not this titans defense this colts defense last week right um do you think it's like how do you see Deion Lewis fitting into this game um he I wasn't that involved in week one uh, mm -hmm. and 
that was a pretty competitive well, they game. Played sna- they played good snap. They played similar snaps. If you look at it, um, hold on, I'll get it for you right now. Yeah, Derrick Henry played 36 snaps, and Deion Lewis played 24 snaps. Okay. So 41% for Deion Lewis and 61% for Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, the, and obviously Derrick Henry touched the ball a lot more, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. Continue your what you were saying. Yeah, it was a, a competitive game uh, against the Browns until that until the, like the third quarter, midway through. Derrick Henry, you know, dominated the game, the line of scrimmage. Uh, I don't see. I felt like I see another competitive game here. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm feeling a little more Derrick Henry still. Deion Lewis, I don't think he's going to be a factor in this game. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I just I was just thinking. I guess from a from a matchup standpoint mm-hmm. and what Austin Eckler did. But, yeah, maybe this game's close. Derek, they're going to ride Derrick Henry at home. Um, the other thing is T.Y. Hilton is – I think this could be a T.Y. letdown week. I know he had a two-touchdown game last week, but this Titans defense um, is pretty good. I think they're going to they're gonna focus in on T.Y. in the pass game. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just a little tough um, matchup last week for uh, T.Y., and he came through, so – I wouldn't be surprised if T.Y., you know, keeps that wave going, especially because I do have him on my fantasy team. But as well, you know, Titans' corners are comparable to the Chargers, but, you know, not as good, I would say. But So I would expect T.Y. to be there as well, at least get that target number of 7 to 10. That's what I, I expect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't know if I did this already, but I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Titans against the spread. I'm taking the Titans to win. Um, so going forward, we got the Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 0-1 Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, traveling to Houston Texans to the Houston Texans to take on the 0-1 Houston Texans. Um, eight and a half point or 43 and a half point. Sorry, correction. 43 point over under. Uh, Texans are eight and a half point favorites at home against Gardner Minshew, rookie quarterback. What do you got, Greg? Yeah, we talked about Gardner Minshew. He's not a very bad quarterback. He came in, was effective last week against the Chiefs. I have the over in this game. Um, taking the Jags to keep this game close, but I have the Texans winning at home. Uh, really, I'm looking at that D-Hop versus Jalen Ramsey matchup. Talked about Tyreek Hill versus Jalen Ramsey. We didn't get that a lot. Uh, D-Hop, I think he owns this matchup. He does very well against Jalen Ramsey. Um, I don't think he's matchup proof, uh, but I'm expecting him to eat again against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Texans. I'm taking the, the Texans against the spread and the Texans to win. Um, this Jacksonville defense is... I don't. I know that they were good uh, two years ago, but this defense is not good right now. Um, they've got some things that they they need to get squared away. Um, and Jalen Ramsey did not play well last week, um, so I I expect D Hop to dominate this matchup. Another person, AJ Boye is out. Um, he's you know the second cover man for for Jacksonville. So I I really like Will Fuller in this game. Um, Deshaun Watson. I love him in this game. He ate uh, Pat Mahomes ate this defense up last year. Um, Deshaun Watson has eaten this defense up before, and I don't see any way he doesn't eat this defense up at home. Um, so yeah. Um, how do you feel about the Jaguars pass catchers? Who's a uh, DD versus DJ Shark this week? Who's gonna get that edge? You think? Um, I think in a game like this, I think they, I think they both I think they both eat right uh, because in a game like this where you know. If you look at a lot of Gardner Minshew's targets, they're closer to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So based off that, actually, I w- I, I like I like DJ Shark in this one actually. Um, the more and more I think about it, I, I really like DJ Shark in this one because you look at some of his targets. They were close to the line of scrimmage, but he's also the downfield target. And like I talked about, he's uh, when we talked about him in uh, the the week one preview, he's big, he's fast, um, he's got he's elusive in the open field. And I don't know if you saw one of his catches, but he was stiff arming a defender for like an extra eight yards before he refused to go down. And so again, this guy's big. Right. So. Um, uh, yeah, I like I like DJ Shark in this one. I guess to, I like DJ Shark to out produce DD Westbrook in this one. Okay, word. Um, okay, moving forward, we got the LA Chargers traveling to Detroit. The one and zero LA Chargers traveling to Detroit to take on the O O and one. Yes, because they tied Detroit Lions. Um, the Chargers are two and a half point favorites in this one. What do you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game actually in this one. Uh, no Hunter Henry for the Chargers. Mike Williams is a game-time decision, I believe now, with the, that ankle issue. So, got to make sure you pay attention to that. If he's not in, I think that just brings more attention to uh, Keenan Allen to have a really good game and Austin Eckler to have a huge game as well. Uh, maybe a little Travis Benjamin in there. I've been mentioning his name uh, to John a lot this week. So, maybe you get a deep ball touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking on that on the Chargers side. On the line side, um, carry on really it's honestly comes down to that it's, people were kind of scared of that snap share last week with cj anderson what do we want to see this are you week? scared greg am that's i your breakout no that's your breakout i know i know so i need to ask is is are you scared i, I i'm not i'm not scared i i'm not going to overreact from week one i might overreact from week two though so i'm gonna see how this goes <laughs> uh and i think carry on has a, a solid game i think he gets you uh high in rb2 numbers this week all right, nice. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the two Chargers I love the most in this matchup because, first off, you said that you think this game is close. I feel like every game the Chargers are in is close. Right. Um, so I, g- I haven't even made my pick for this Oh, game. yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. I have yeah, go <laughs> ahead. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I have the over in this game. Uh, I have the uh-huh. Chargers covering the spread. Um, so I really think it's going to be – Oh, like a one or two point game, honestly, and I have the charges to win. Okay, so I have well, the charges covering the spread, so they I would have yeah. them win by a field goal. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. So on the charger side, for me, I'm most interested in in Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. Um. If Mike Williams is out, if Hunter Henry is out, if um, Melvin Gordon is out, right? We talk about how that what that means for all these pass catchers. I think it means the most for for these two guys. Uh, Philip Rivers trusts these guys. Um, the, all, the the Chargers. I texted you. I was watching the Chargers uh, every. I watched every Austin Eckler touch from the uh, the Indianapolis Colts game, and they scheme it up for him so well. They try to get him out in space, just mm-hmm. like in the screen game and the pass game and stuff like that, um, isolating him on on linebackers. Uh, so. I think we'll, we'll see more of that, especially if, if Hunter Henry's not there. He'll fill that void in some of the short game. Um, Keenan Allen will fill that void in the middle of the field. Uh, I don't I don't know if Mike Williams plays. I wouldn't count on it. He he didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday. He practiced Friday. Um, so I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's I tough. wouldn't count on it. It is tough. I would I would probably look look in another direction. Um, you know, but in a game that could potentially be a high over under, like. You know, would he catch a touchdown if he does play? It depends, man. It really, it really does. Right. 
Um, but I wouldn't count on him. Me, personally, I would not count on him this week. Uh, from the Detroit side, carry on's interesting. Uh, obviously, be, uh, I think I would, Kenny Galladay, I would, I would, I guess, I, yeah, I would start Kenny Galladay. I would start, um, Marv, I would flex Marvin Jones. Um, but I don't know. Is there anything that tells you that, I mean, I know we talked about it in the offseason, but is there anything that tells you to lean one way or the other? As far as uh, Galladay versus Marvin Jones? Yeah, because people who have Galladay or you know, they because of his draft capital, they're gonna they're gonna automatically start Galladay. Right. right? I, I think it's come Based down to drafted yeah that matchup uh, for that given week. Um, as far as maybe the defense versus slot receivers, which would favor Marvin Jones, or you know, cornerbacks perimeter uh, people against. Well, I think you know. that the the slot receiver now in there is Danny Amendola. Oh, so. is he? Oh, he's got that. So Marvin yeah, Jones is so. on the outside. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. Damn it, I think it's more a little even. You're right, yeah. Um, right? Because we talked about it all season. These guys have equal target shares when they're on the field together. Right. So what makes you – I mean, Kenny Galladay caught the touchdown last week, but Marvin Jones was still targeted last week as well. So Yeah, maybe the touchdown side for Galladay a little more because he's big, so maybe he's more but attractive to Matt big. Stafford. Are they <laughs> like both big? Marvin Jones is six. <laughs> Marvin Jones is 6'4 also, oh you know? Oh, my gosh. Or 6'3". Six, or six, you know, so like, they're both big. They're both, um, you know, Marvin Jones. He caught ten touchdowns in Cincinnati a few years ago. Yeah, Andy Dawn. You know, so Marvin Jones. He's known to be. He's known for you know be a big receiver to win fifty fifty balls. Um. So. Yeah, he had nine touchdowns in twenty seventeen. He had five touchdowns last year in nine games. Marvin Jones. So I mean. He, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just something interesting. I mean, if I have Marvin Jones, maybe I'd flex him. If I had, um, I was just don't like who was even going around Marvin Jones. If I had Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald or Marvin Jones? I for this week, I'm taking Marvin Jones just because of the matchup. Um, Marvez, Marquez Valdez Scantling or Marvin Jones? Marvin Jones. Also, back to that Larry Fitzgerald. For season, I look. I'm taking Larry Fitzgerald though, but. No, of course. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah, Marcus Valdez-Scanlon or Marvin Jones, I'm taking Marvin Jones. Mm. Terry McLaurin or Marvin Jones? I am I need to see a little more from Terry McLaurin. That's another one of those fluke or not performances. I'm going to go Marvin Jones. I think with that one, if it depends on NBC, <laughs> then I don't know because it's like Terry McLaurin has that like boom upside, but Marvin Jones could easily catch two touchdowns in a game. Absolutely, he does have boom upside as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess long story short is if you have better options, start them. If not, start Marvin Jones. <laughs> um, okay. So moving forward, we spent a little too much time on that game. We got the Vikings and the Packers. The Vi- Minnesota Vikings one and zero traveling to Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers to take on the one and zero Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay Packers are three and a half point favorites at home and a forty six and a half point over under. What do you got, Greg? I think this is going to be also a really good game. I have the over in this game, uh, and I have the Packers winning the game. Um, I have the Packers also against the spread as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Packers, and I'm going to take the Packers to win. This game is close. This game could be close, though. Very um, field goal game. They tie, these two teams tied last year uh, in Green Bay. Um, yeah, it could. You know what? 
I'm going to take the Vikings to cover All just because right. I say it's a th- I just say it's a three-point th- I'm just going to say it's a three-point game. I'm taking the Vikings to cover. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers to win at home. Um, yeah, I guess from a fantasy perspective, Minnesota is really good against Minnesota is really good against running backs. I don't want to start Aaron Jones here. If I ha- I mean, I don't want to have to start Aaron Jones here. Is what I'm saying. Nah, I um, I wasn't really heavy on him coming into the year. Now after seeing, especially after Week One, I mean, it is the Bears I mean, defense. Chicago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, but Minnesota's not like that far off either. Like, so it's not that horrible. Um. So. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back, really. I think he's trying to, he's going to want to get Devontae involved a lot uh, this game and MBS as well, show up those wide receivers. Yeah, um, I think Devontae um, is going to continue to get targeted in this one. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is you know, going to just continue to target him. I think MVS, um, can, I think he's capable of getting behind this Viking secondary. Um, I just want to see, is Green Bay going to be able to protect is Green Bay going to be able to protect Aaron Rodgers? Um, they weren't able to protect him against Chicago. Again, that was Chicago. Minnesota's defense is, is pretty good, too. They've got Daniil Hunter, who's a pretty good edge rusher. So um, I'm curious to see if they can get after him. On the Minnesota side, start your Dalvin Cook. Yeah, start him. Like, start him, start, <laughs> start him, start him. him. Um, what are you doing about the receivers here, though? Uh, Adam Thielen versus Diggs. I was always an Adam Thielen over Diggs guy. I'm going to stick with that, uh, I think. Dylan is just a better fantasy receiver. Um, Diggs just has, you know, too a little too more much risk. Uh, but I, you roll him out there. You know, he's your wide receiver, high end wide receiver two, and I think Dylan's a low end wide receiver one uh, as well. Same around that, with just less risk. Yeah, uh, I agree with that with that sentiment. Um, I am a I am a usually a Stephon Diggs guy, but <clears throat> with the hamstring, we've already got a hamstring injury from him. Um, we know that those tend to linger. So uh, I'm not really bought into this Minnesota pass offense at all, actually, to be honest. Um, we saw throw 10 pass attempts last yeah, week. Yeah, that was, that was hard. Uh, that could have been a function of game flow or game scripts. But we obviously coming into this this season, we know that this isn't what they want. They don't want to throw the ball. So um, I'm really not I'm, – I'm out on this Minnesota pass offense. If this is a – I do see them potentially having a good spot here. Um, if, if Aaron Rodgers forces them to keep pace with him at home, then Kirk Cousins is going to have no choice but to throw more than 10 pass attempts. Um, so maybe Adam Thielen, start him. Stephon Diggs, you got, you're almost going to have no choice, I would imagine. So you start him. Um, but I would look to sell either one of these or both of these Minnesota receivers if I could. Yeah, and um, buy Dalvin Cook. Get him in your leagues. Yeah, I just wouldn't. I don't think the Dalvin Cook owner is going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I, I wouldn't. I, have to, I, don't, I'm not, I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. All right, moving forward, we have next on the docket. Oh, yeah, this one's easy. <laughs> we yeah. got the, the New England Patriots traveling to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. The 1-0 and New England Patriots taking on the 0-1 Miami Dolphins. Um, the total is forty-eight and a half. <laughs> the spread is nineteen and a half in New England's oh favor. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what do you got, Greg? Uh, I'm going to take the over. Um, nineteen is so much. Uh, I'm a, it's so I'm a, much. <laughs> so much. That's so much. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I say they lose by like seventeen. But the Pats are definitely going to win the game. It's really 
no analysis for me here. Uh, the Pats are just way better. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Sony Michelle gets used after a bad game in week one. And, yeah, um, Pats. Oh, it's A.B. Oh, play. Man. Oh, that's right. Is A.B. playing? Yeah, it's A.B. play. Yeah, A.B.'s playing. He's, He's playing. playing? Oh, man. Okay, but do you play A.B.? Um, I would. Uh, yeah. You would play? Yep. Well, I think okay. I'm in a wait and see kind of mode, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's better than cutting him. You know, you were, you were ready to do so. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to cut him. Yeah. Hey, man, I, you know, but. Snip, snip. Hey, if it, I trade, if you traded him, like, all right, well, we, we had this trade go down and leave extraordinary people. Mm-hmm. Um, Shivan, who we, uh, you know, who we talked about, handles some of our editing. He traded AB to Rob straight up for the Greg Killer, Sammy Watkins. And Shiv so. plays me this week specifically to kill me. So, oh wow, man, that's crazy. Oh, it makes it seem like it was like almost set up to happen that way. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no collusion in the league of extraordinary people. That doesn't go down here. Um, but yeah, so no, it's it's just it's it's I don't know the A B thing is interesting. You made it this long without him. I mean, maybe you know you did. You you had other contingency plans. You made other contingency plans. Um, so maybe I go that route. It's like, do the Pats need A.B. to beat the Dolphins by 19 and a half? No, that's true. He could no. be, like, limited, like, just ease him and, in, kind of. Yeah, and Belichick already said that he needs to, he's a long way to go before he learns the offense. You know, I just, I'm not going to wait and see, right? I'm just going to wait and see, like, what happens. I mean, I know he's been there for almost, what, two weeks? Two, no, he's been there for a, only a full week, you know, so... Um, if I had other options, I would go. I would go that route. If I'm, you know, really desperate, um, yeah, I'll start. Uh, yeah, I'll start AP. But um, I think the most interesting thing is these is these uh, these patch running backs. People don't know what to do with them. Sony Michelle. I think you start Sony Michelle here. Um, oh, I didn't do my picks. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Dolphins against the spread. Um, only because my brother sent me something. Very interesting. My brother Randy, he sent me something that the the Bill Belichick led Patriots, when favored by 19 or more, have um, our own five against the spread. Yeah, it's a super high man. That's almost three touchdowns. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's um, wild. This game's in Miami. It's there's other factors here at play, right? Like last year, Belichick lost to uh, I think three of his former assistants. Um, so. You know, Brian Flores on the other side here in Miami, one of his former assistants at home um, for Miami at home. Also, so the, the I'm curse gonna of just, uh, the Pats, you know, they, they're yeah, they always the, struggling the Pats in Miami. Yeah, traveling to Miami. <laughs> so, like, all these different things I play. I'm not saying this leads to a Pats loss. I'm just saying this leads to Miami. Instead of losing by 19 and a half, they lose by 17, like you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Pats to win. Uh, these Pats running backs uh, – I mean, yeah, stardom, James White, Sonny Michelle. Um, we saw Rex Burkhead even get involved, so maybe that's a sneaky DFS play. Um, uh, these receivers, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, stardom, uh, Antonio Brown, we talked about that already. On the Miami side, are you interested in starting anybody? Um, I'm interested to see how Devontae Parker does again, actually. And that's really it, honestly. Yeah, um, and Albert Wilson, I don't think is going to play in this one. No, he's not playing. Um, he's not playing. Uh, I brought up, a, I brought him up. I'm just going to bring him up again. Shaquem Grant. 
<laughs> I, I mean, he wasn't really involved last week, but uh, I'm just saying. Also, Mike Gusecki is a, you know, streamer Mike option. Mike Gusecki, you did, you did bring him up. Yep. Um, I th- and he, he actually, actually is interesting to me in this one because of, uh, you know, they're going to be trying to come back. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, he, if you find somebody he trusts, he'll lock on to him. So, and typically likes, you know, bigger people. So, uh that bodes well for guys like Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki in this one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move forward. Um, we've got the – this game is interesting to me. Very. Man. It really is. Very. We've got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. The 1-0 49ers taking on the 0-1 Bengals. This is a 46-point over-under. It's a one-and-a-half point. Uh, the the – Wait, this line actually moves. Yeah, the, the, the Niners, Niners are, are one point. The Niners are one point favorites now. Yep. All right. So uh, one point favorites on the road in Cincinnati. What do you got, Greg? Uh, I'm going to take the under in this game. Uh, I'm gonna also take the Bengals against the spread because I have the Bengals winning the game, surprising a couple people. I uh, didn't really like how the 49ers play last week. I think they do bounce back offensively. I hope they do. Um, you know, Mapietta. There with Raheem Morsert, no Tevin Coleman. Uh, we're gonna see how Jimmy G plays because the, the, those pass catchers were a non-factor last week against the Bucks in a favorable matchup. So I want to see how that works out this week. And on the Bengals side, uh, I'm trying to see John Ross and also the story between Joe Mixon and Gio Bernard. Does Joe Mixon play one? And if he does play, is he going to have? Is going to be like eased in, limited? I, I'm not sure how to deal with that situation. Yeah. Um... This game is interesting to me. I think there's a lot of shootout potential here. Um, I know we expected a lot of shootout potential last week from San Fran and Tampa Bay. Um, we didn't get that. <clears throat> but I think we're going to get that this week just purely because uh, we talked about this. Um, the Bengals the Bengals ran 70 offensive plays. This is according to J.J. Zacharyson of the late round pod. But uh, he's, he's brought up that the Bengals ran – 70 plays on offense which is in the last two years they've never run they average less than 59 so um this Bengals offense is operating at a higher pace of play a faster pace of play um which is good for the opponent as well because that's more plays for for the 49ers in this one um so i think and and they actually the Bengals were were tops in the league in uh last week in, in neutral pass in neutral in neutral game script passing um, so they, they want to throw the ball. That's what this offense uh, is predicated on, the short passing game. Um, Andy Dalton threw the ball. He, attempt, he dropped back 59 times on Sunday. That's a, high t- that's a high amount of pass attempts. So I expect this uh, to go back and forth. Yeah, um, just for those Joe, Joe Mixon owners, keep an eye on that situation. Um, the, Joe Mixon's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play. I think he's going to play. Yeah, he's going to um, be 100% playing or just playing like 50 I mean, if Joe Mixon's playing, you play him. All right. Right. If Joe Mixon's playing at home, um, we both think the Bengals are going to win. Uh, if, if they're going to win, I, I have to feel like Joe Mixon, who's one of their best players, is going to be involved. Um, you know, this 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 offense is getting comp to the Rams offense a little bit. Um, so it, that means that these running backs are involved in the in the pass game and mm-hmm. we get around the, the red area. So, um, yeah, I, I would start. If Joe Mixon's playing, I'm starting him. I would flex Giovanni Bernard if I needed to. I really like both. I do like the prospects of both Niners running backs in this one. Um, 
Andy Dalton is definitely streamable. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely streamable. Um, but, yeah, that's it. That's all I got on this one. Yeah. Well, what about John Ross? Oh, yeah, I was brought up his name. Uh, it's one of those fluke or not situations. I think he gets a good target number here. I think he gets at least five targets. Uh, I think he's a serviceable flex play this week. Yeah, I think – I think yeah, I, I think I would, I would start John Ross as a flex play, wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, the guy had 12 targets last week, seven catches, a buck 58, two TDs. That's not going to happen again this week, but um, he's clearly involved in the offense. So, um, yeah, I, 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 would, I would do it. This one, uh, this is another game I find interesting. We've got the Seattle Seahawks traveling to traveling east to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The 1-0 tra- uh, Seattle Seahawks taking the 0-1 Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a five and a half point spread in the Steelers' favor. Do you have the over under on this one by any chance? Uh, I have forty six and a half. Forty six and a half. Yep. Okay, so forty six and a half point over under. What do you got, Greg? I have the under in this game. Um, also, I'm going with the Seahawks against the spread because I have uh, the Seahawks to win. Uh, I really, after seeing Week One the Steelers, I know it was Week One, but I just think the Steelers' offense is, isn't the same this year. Um, it's just uh, they're going to go against tough matchups. Seahawks are a good team, especially when it comes down in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I like the Seahawks a lot. Um, I think they're going to win and put the Steelers in some desperation mode. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the Seahawks as well, but I'm going to take I'm gonna actually going to take the over. Um, I think both these defenses could definitely use some work, and they're definitely both beatable. Um, so I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover, but I'm going to take the Steelers to win. Um, I was going back and forth in this game all week. Didn't know what to do. Um, but I, I, at the end of the day, I just don't see Russell Wilson. I don't care how bad the Seahawks' defense is. I don't care how far they're traveling. Yep. I just don't see Russell Wilson losing by more than five points, mm-hmm. five and a half points against the Steelers, the Steelers team on the road. Uh, I, I don't care what the circumstances are, really. Um, from a fantasy perspective, uh, I would start Ben Roethlisberger. For sure, the Seattle defense got shredded last week by Andy Dalton on 59 dropbacks. Um, and uh, while we said, like we said, Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals, they threw high, that high percentage of usual pass rate. So are the Steelers. Um, that's they've under uh, like with with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Uh, the last three years, they've been. Uh, upwards of 55%, up in the 60s even. So I would expect that to even continue. Uh, the Steelers' offense probably going to be a little bit weaker, obviously, without guys like Antonio Brown, Love Bell, whatever. But, um, you know, Juju's still going to dog. I think Juju eats up eats up in this one. I think Vance eats in this one. Um, I really like James Conner as well in this one too. So um, I think all four of those those. Seattle or those Steelers pieces, quarterback included, are, are startable this week. On the Seattle side, Chris Carson locked and loaded. Start um, Chris. I do like, I, <laughs> yeah, start Chris. Car, start Chris Carson. I like Tyler Lockett on this one. He plays in the slot. He played uh, majority of his snaps from the slot last week. And the Steelers, uh, they they like to keep their linebackers matched up on slot receivers. So I don't think there's any linebacker in the league that can cover Tyler Lockett. So I would start him. Um, DK Metcalf is flexible. Yeah, uh, you said it pretty. Hit him noggin there. All right, moving forward, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs Patty. taking on the Oakland Raiders. The one and O's Chiefs taking on the one and O Raker, one and O Oakland Raiders this is the AFC West matchup. Um, Forty-eight and a half point over/under. 
the Chiefs are nine point favorites on the road. What are you taking? What are you taking here, Greg? Yeah, I'm taking the over in this game. Uh, I think this is going to be a shootout. I hope it's a shootout. Uh, I got the Chiefs against the spread. I think they win by, by a touchdown, uh, or by ten points, and also have the Chiefs winning the game as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, of course, Pat Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, that whole entire offense. Damian Wayne's versus the Shady McCoy split. I know Damian Wayne owners, he had a good game, but Shady also did run well. We were talking about, um, we'll, so we'll see how that situation goes. And for the Raiders side, you know, your boy, Darren Waller, hey, the boy's special, he's got John Gruden said, and uh, Tyra Williams, he should eat in this game. Yeah, uh, I like everything that you said there. Um, Pat Mahomes, stardom, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, uh, he looked really good. I know we were talking off the air, but he looked really good. He he looked um, almost like he did back when he was at Clemson. He was breaking tackles. He was making people miss in the open field. Um, so, yeah, I think as time goes on, he is the Chiefs' number one target, the Chiefs' number one receiver. Uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, you start him. People are probably wondering, do what, wondering what to do about me, Cole Hardman. Um, Chiefs wide receiver who's expected to step in for Tyreek Hill. Uh, after watching uh, some of the Chiefs-Jags game, he was getting used in some of those Tyreek Hill roles near the end of the game. Um, so I don't know if maybe this was just like a game plan thing where they weren't expecting, obviously, Tyreek Hill to get injured here and for Miko Hardman to play that role. Um, but he did run. He, he was second in snaps on this team behind Sammy Watkins. Um, so he, he's out on the field. And so if a player is out on the field running that many routes and his quarterback is as talented as Pat Mahomes is, um, he's definitely someone I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely think about putting in my lineup. Um, but if I had better options, I would. Like, shorter options, I would go there. If I need some, you know, some juice in my lineup, uh, projected to lose, then yeah, this wouldn't, that wouldn't be a bad route to go. Um, DFS, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a lot of lineups. Uh, that incorporate me, Cole Hardman, just because of how cheap he is from a DFS standpoint. And him running that routes and being in a high over-under with a player like Pat Mahomes makes him um, definitely makes him useful in, in the DFS format. Um, but like you said, with Sean McCoy, like him a lot. Uh, I think he's a buy right now um, just because his value might be so low and you mm-hmm. can get exposure to this Chiefs, this Chiefs backfield, this Chiefs offense. Um, and the shady owner might might be interested because of the draft price associated. They might have other backs on their roster. Um, I would definitely look to shady as a buy. Yep. Oh, on the Oakland side, you hit it on the head. Derek Carr, Darren Waller. Um, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams. What do you think? What are you doing about Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs, I think he still has a solid game. I think he still gets that 15 to 20 carry mark uh, number. And if you are going to get that, carry mark number you're gonna expect uh some success uh definitely as a high in rb2 in this game and in all, all games throughout the year yeah i think um I, the, the one thing i do believe is if the only thing that's scary is that josh jacobs wasn't involved in the past game but right. i do believe that if oakland does want to win this game if they do want to try to keep this close the best way to do that is to keep this Chiefs offense off the field, and the best way to do that is more carries for Josh Jacobs, longer drives. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like to. I I would expect to see him involved that way, um, but that's all. That's really all I have on this game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe Jalen Rashard might get some attention because you're saying it might be down a lot 
So just keep in mind, uh, Jalen Sharp might get some attention. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's more of like a DFS thing, but yeah. there's there's really no. No, I mean, not I know in the, the redraft. Raiders, the Raiders were up in this last game, so maybe there was really no need to pass, but they didn't even really get Jalen Richard all that involved either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, yeah I, I wouldn't even really look sniff in that direction, to yeah, be I honest. Agree. Um, okay, so we've got the 1-0 Chicago Bears traveling to Denver to take on the 0-1 Denver Broncos. This is a 45-and-a-half point over-under. The Broncos are one-point favorites at home. I'm going under this game. I think two, uh, well, Bears, we all know, it's a really good defense. The Broncos did get lit up a little bit by the Raiders, but I don't think they're that bad of a defense. So I'm going to take the under here. I have the Bears against the spread, and the Bears win in this game. I think they bounce back. Uh, and win this game. Um, I, I'm interested to see how Mitch plays. Everyone was trashing him last week after week one. Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm giving him another week, give him another chance to see how he plays uh, against his Denver Broncos defense. Uh, and on the Broncos side, you know, the Philip Lindsay versus Royce Freeman matchup. Uh, and Corlin Sutton, you know, had a sneaky good game last week. I think he, you know, he's got a tough matchup this week. So I'm, I'm paying attention to him as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course, on your boy. I'm. G- How is Devin Singletary going to play? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said Devin Singletary? No, sorry, not Devin Singletary. Devin Montgomery. Too many Davids in this game. Oh, David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no. So I'm taking the under in this game. I'm taking the Bears against the spread. I'm taking the Bears to win. This Broncos offense was terrible. Um, they, they were. I know they were traveling to Oakland, but you know, it, it, it's the Oakland defense is beatable, and they couldn't do anything. Um, the backfield, this Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay went right down the middle, um, almost 50-50. Uh, so that was interesting to see. Uh, but I'm not really interested in starting any of these Broncos players, receivers included, Cortland Sutton. I mean, we saw what this defense was able to do to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'm, I can only imagine what they'll do to Joe Flacco and, and Cortland Sutton. Yeah, it's about um, to be bad. So I, I, I'm not really interested in that. Maybe I want to start these defenses, right? Um, Allen Robinson, you starting him this week? Uh, yeah, I'm rolling him out there this week. I think he's a solid wide receiver to play. Yeah, I'm gonna roll Allen Robinson out there myself too. Um, from the uh, Mitch Trubisky, leave him on the waiver wire for now. <laughs> yeah, the notice. I agree. Um, David Montgomery, I won't start him in this week. Don't start him this week, guys, unless you have better options. Um, unless until Matt Nagy shows us that David Montgomery is his starting running back. Um, there's no reason to roll him out there in this game. Um, maybe from DFS perspective, I will. Um, if I have, if I don't have another option, I will. Because you know, maybe you just hope that he he finds the end zone in this one. Um, but I don't, I don't want to start him in the leagues. I in the leagues I have him, I'm not starting him. I'm actually starting another rookie running back. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but. Um, I'm starting. I'm not starting David Montgomery. If I'm yeah, honest, I have to. In one of my leagues, I picked up Mike Davis just to be sure. I'm not sure how that running back situation is going to go. Uh, Mike Davis got a lot of touches in Week One, so I think all of them are like stashes at this point to see who who steps up in that role. Yeah, I just like the fact that Matt Nagy had ten days to think about what he did, <laughs> or like even longer. Yeah, he's had almost like fourteen days now to think about what he's done. So. I, I, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> um, what's we got next? We got the it's game of the New week. New Orleans Saints. Yeah, one one and zero. New Orleans Saints traveling to L.A. to take on the one and zero 
L.A. Rams. So 48.5 point over-under. The Rams are 3.5 point favorites at home. What do you got, Greg? I have the under in this game. I think that over-under is a little, just a little too high for me. Um, I have the Saints against the spread. I have the Saints getting revenge and winning this game. The Saints are the better team. <laughs> I feel still feel hurt for them. I think they get this dub. It's a star-studded matchup. Ty Gurley, Mike Thomas, all these players, Drew Brees, Jared Goff, Robert Woods. This is nameless. They start them all. Just start them all. <clears throat> Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yo, how could you not name him? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, actually, I'm going to take... I'm going to take the over in this one. I'm going to take the... Oof. I'm going to take the Saints to cover. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take the Rams to win. And, um... Yeah, because it's three and a half point spread. I'm going to take... I'm going to say the Saints lose by three in this one. Um, the Rams are at home. I think this is the Todd Gurley bounce back game. I know we talked about it um, a little bit off the air, but this is the same Todd Gurley. Um, he's still got 15 touches. Uh, he was still on the on the in the uh, in the game in the in the red area in goal to goal situations. Uh, I, I know I told you he fumbled he fumbled away a, a red zone touch. So um, you know let's not panic on Todd Gurley here. Let's not call this the Mike the Malcolm Brown backfield just yet. Um, I do like the I do like the Saints offensive pieces. This could be a Drew Brees letdown game. We know Drew Brees on the road. Uh, he's not favored in this one, so he's going to have to throw. But maybe um, you know we've seen him perform badly on the road. But either way, I'm starting Mike Thomas. I'm starting Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, forget what I just said. Drew Brees in a high over under. I took the over, so start Drew Brees. Um, uh, Jared Goff, I like I like in this one. To be honest, a bounce back game for him also. Um, and if he bounces back, we already saw what Robert Woods was able to do uh, when with a bad Jared Goff. Um, and Jared Goff, I watched this game. Jared Goff was bad. Um, he was really bad in this one. Uh, in the in the last one against the Carolina Panthers, he was mm-hmm. really bad. So I hope I hope he you know at home he knocks some of that rust off. Sean McVay can get him right. Um, but uh, all Rams receivers start him. Uh, Todd Gurley start him. Jared Goff start him. Yeah, that's, that's um, what about Jared Cook. Uh, Jared Cook, uh, he, in the re- this is a revenge game. Remember? Yeah, it is a revenge game. Uh, I think he's a solid tight end to play. Um, he's, you know, got a lot of targets again, we talked about, uh, to, to be there in that offense. Um, so I think you wrote Jared Cook out there, especially as a, a good streamer too. I think Jared Cook owners are one like OJ Howard game away from, from, from snip, snip. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're. I don't know. I'm just I'm something to keep an eye on because well, we were expecting him to be involved week one, and he really wasn't. Yeah, true. Um, definitely so. the, the tight ends are back, so I think you have to have less patience with tight ends now, uh, especially after this week. If we see uh, tight ends scoring high numbers, um, yeah. If if not, it's time for snip snip. But I think I think he's gonna have a a fine game this week. Look, man, there's like ten startable fantasy tight ends, and you don't want to be eleven or you twelve. You don't. That doesn't nope, happen. that's a loss. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be eleven or twelve. All right, moving forward, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, the one and zero Philadelphia Eagles, taking on, go traveling to Atlanta, take on the zero and one Atlanta Falcons. This is a fifty-one point over under. The Eagles are one point favorites on the road. What do you got, Greg? Uh, yeah, I got the under in this game. I have um. The Eagles, they dominate this matchup over the last couple of years, uh, covering the spread, 
and I also have the Eagles winning the game. Um, I think, though, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the wide receivers for Atlanta, seeing the whole offense, honestly, for Atlanta. They had a, a very bad game in week one. Uh, I think there's good matchups for both Julio and Calvin Ridley in this game. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Devontae Freeman didn't play well as, as well. Um, is Ito Smith going to, you know, creep in a little bit more? I'm kind of getting a little nervous about that. Um, and on the Eagles side, you know, Deshaun Jackson, was his week one performance a fluke or nah? Is he back to still, you know, that boomer bust player that we expect him to be? Or is he a little more consistent than than uh, before? Yeah, I like, uh, I, I do like this matchup. Um, I'm really so torn on this. I know we were talking about this earlier in, earlier in the week. I really don't know what to do. Like, even when I look at the total 51 point over under, I'm like, oh, I could see this game going 27-24, but that's exactly 51 points. Um, so with all that, you know, me going back and forth, I'm going to take the under in this one. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover the spread. Um, and I'm going to take, obviously, I'm taking the Eagles to win in this one. Um, I really do like uh, the Eagles side, obviously. Um, Carson Wentz, um, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Zach Ertz, I do like the Chiefs. The well, the Chiefs. The I do like the Eagles running backs here. Right, Miles Sanders, start him. I, I I consider him startable, and he was who I was talking about. I'm starting him over 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 David Montgomery. That's a decision I have to make in several leagues. Um, so given the matchup, given the situation, I'm going to start him um, on the road in a high over under against this Atlanta defense, which you know gives it up to running backs as we saw. Gives last it up week. to running backs. They just love running backs, man. Um, I like Matt Ryan at home in the dome. Bounce back game for him. Julio, love him in this one. How could you not? Um, and in any game where I love Julio, I'm most likely going to also love Calvin Ridley because if Julio's getting so much love, that means Calvin Ridley's got to be eaten. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I like I like them in this matchup. Though I'm curious, like you said, Devontae Freeman, Edo Smith. I'm nervous about that one. Very I know I, I just made the decision. <laughs> To bench Devontae Freeman. Wow. Um, I know it's. I do have better options though. I'm starting Devin Singletary over over Devontae Freeman in my flex. I like that. Um, yeah. I just. I think the matchup might be better there. Um, Devin Singletary. Obviously, we saw how involved he was. But Devontae Freeman. I'm just scared, man. You know, uh, Dan Quinn said that him losing carries after his fumble was not a function of him fumbling the ball. But uh. as we've learned, coaches are liars. This so, is true. This is true. Yeah, he's a liar. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm like, I'm not gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I'm just gonna watch the games, and then you, that'll be what you show me from from now on going forward. Uh, but moving forward, we have um, the a last game, that game we're going to. Yeah, actually. let's go Monday night, we were baby. Excited to go to it. I would, know, I was excited to go to it. I've been excited for this game for like a year. Um, since like since the schedule since the came schedule drop yeah I remember you tell them and going through in the entire labs and everything yo Jets Browns yeah. we out yep and um, now we found out that I, I don't know I guess <laughs> I want to uh, Sam Darnold has mono guys I'm just gonna put you know say it Sam Darnold has mono um, I want to find patient zero I'm personally vested in finding them because I really want to know how this happened. But um, no, all, all jokes aside, this is a huge downgrade for the Jets offense. Obviously, not that there was much to downgrade from. Um, Lev <laughs> Bell, I think, is still – oh, he had the shoulder injury. Oh, man, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going through it right now. Lev Bell had a shoulder injury, but he said they say he's fine. He's going to play. Start him. Don't worry about it. Um, 
I would consider every other fantasy asset in this game not or on the Jets side not usable um, except for Jameson Crowder maybe maybe um, Ryan Griffin tight end who we talk about later and then uh, Lev Bell and then on the Cleveland side OBJ start him up Nick Chubb start him up uh, Baker Mayfield start him up um, and Jarvis Landry I don't know, but we're pretty good against slot receivers. So the Jets are pretty good against slot receivers. So maybe I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know there. But yeah, I don't really want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, yeah I'll <laughs> I'm just have the under. In this by game. the way, I'm taking the under. Oh, I'm taking the Browns, and I'm taking the Browns. <laughs> this, by the way, this game started out Browns were minus one. Since the Sam Darnold issue, Mono and Lev Bell, it moved to six and a half. In the wow. Yeah. What a line. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Browns. I'm yeah, the Browns all the way. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. The under the Browns and the Browns. Um, I'm not gonna trash the Jets anymore. I mean, you know, you you said the best, Le'Veon. Uh, it's really the only startable option. I, I'm starting Jameson Crowder as well. I think maybe he still gets that in a PPR full PPR league. So I'm I'm getting all those targets. I mean, I think. he had 14 catches for 99 yards. Yeah, on 17 targets. So history. I'm a the I'm gonna go with him. 14 catches and didn't have 100 yards. That yeah, that is that is well. That is like definition of possession receiver. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, <laughs> that was fun to talk about. <laughs> no, but ser- in all seriousness, um, OBJ is gonna absolutely dog in this one. Yeah. Back at MetLife. Um, yeah. He, if you just watch the first drive of this Cleveland of that Cleveland Tennessee game, you could see how involved he was. We talked about in the offseason about how, um, you know, a 28% target share is really high for a receiver. And we were curious to see if that number would sustain itself with Odell traveling, you know, now changing teams and going to Cleveland. Well, he had a 28.9% target share, according to the player profiler. Um, so led the team. Jarvis Landry was second with 20%. So this is Odell's, this is Odell's passing offense now, I, w- I would have to say. And this, this offense runs, this pass offense runs through Odell. Yeah, he was, again, wide receiver seven in fantasy points per game with Eli Manning. He's fine. He'll be all right. He's, he did well last week. Uh, I don't know why people are, you know, talking about his watch all the time. He's talking about his play. He's going to be fine. Yeah, no, he's going to be fine. Um, All right, so, you know, we got through the games. That's yeah. That's time right there. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, guys, we're doing best we can to get better. So, um, you know, just bear with us. We're, we're trying episode 10, you know. <laughs> um, All right, so. Uh, starts of the week. Let's jump right into it. Quarterback, who you got, bro? Uh, this week, for starts of the week, I have Dak. He was my streaming quarterback last week, and he came through. But I got Dak as a must-start for this week. They're playing the Redskins. Last week's opponent, Carson Wentz, finished QB7 in fantasy last week. Uh, my bread and butter, Dak, favored by 5.5 or favored in the game. So I rolled Dak out there. He's in a good matchup. Uh, the Redskins weren't good against uh, Carson Wentz, and, you know, no Jonathan Allen for the Redskins D-line, so Dak will have time to throw. Uh, the last two times he's played the Redskins, he's finished QB7 and QB2 in fantasy. So roll Dak out there. Ooh, yeah, not hard to argue with that one. I got, I'm got. i going with the guy who finished as the number one quarterback last week. Um, he is my quarterback breakout. Um, that is Lamar Jackson. He's got the Arizona Cardinals in this one. Um, that matchup is so juicy. It's so, so juicy. sweet. Yeah, um, we talked about it all all summer, all off season, um, going into week one. This Arizona defense is one to target. 
Um, it's going to continue to be one to target. Um, so with that being said, uh, Lamar Jackson, start him up. He finished his QB one last last week, and he only and he didn't even run the ball. So uh, crazy. I think he had I think he I think he had six rushing yards, something like that. So um, yeah, start him up. Um, now moving forward, running back start of the week. Who you got? I got my man Saquon. You know people. Going on him last week, you know, didn't give you that top five RB performance in fantasy, but I, I feel like Saquon's going to give you that top five RB performance. He finds the end zone. No Sterling Shepard. Cody Latimer, questionable due to a calf injury. There's only two options. It's Saquon and Evan Ingram. Saquon finds the end zone. Yeah, the Bills played the Jets last week. You talked about it. Le'Veon Bell, he finished RB10. So it's a favorable matchup for Saquon. Roll him out there. Nice. I, I I can't argue with there. I, I like I said, I have the Giants winning this game at home. Saquon Barkley, best player on the field. I don't see how he doesn't he doesn't show out in this one. Word. Um, my running back start of the week, a guy who performed very well last week, um, Austin Eckler. Uh, he's got a matchup here against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Austin Eckler had um, he was very involved in the pass game last week, as we talked about earlier today. No, uh, potentially no Melvin. No, well, no. Well, there's no Melvin Gordon. There's no Hunter Henry. And there's potentially no Mike Williams here. I think that's uptick for for Austin Eckler. And as we saw last week, David Johnson got off for six catches for 55 yards and a touchdown against this very same uh, Detroit Lions defense. So uh, I, I would expect uh, Austin Eckler to be highly involved in the pass game here uh, against against Detroit. Moving forward, your wide receiver start of the week, Greg. Who you got? Oh, man, this is like my start of all positions for the week. This is Julio Jones, 11 targets in week one. You know, not as like the top wide receiver fantasy performance you expect from him. But this week against the Eagles, he's so money. One, the Eagles are still a bad secondary. They allowed 370 passing yards to the Redskins last week. The Redskins only had 398 total yards. So they're, they're all that bread and butter was on the passing Um but Julio against the Eagles is absolutely money. Well, week one last year, 10 receptions on 19 targets for 169 yards receiving. And then last year, like two years ago in the playoffs on the Eagles Super Bowl run, they played the Falcons, nine receptions on 16 targets for 101 yards. This man is money. He's going to eat. Absolutely. Just just Julio, man. Julio. Yeah, I, that's hard to argue, man. Julio kills the Eagles. Um but, yeah, I think he's going to dog in this one. Um, my wide receiver star of the week, we talked about him. He's get to watch him play on Monday night. Back in MetLife, yes, that's right, OBJ, Odell Beckham. Um, this Titans defense suffocated him last week. And by suffocated, I mean they held him to seven catches for 71 yards. Um, for an average wide receiver, that would be a, a really good game. For Odell, that's a letdown. This week, he's going to get you right. He's got the Jets who... Who gave it up to Josh Allen last week, and Josh Allen could barely throw a football. So um, I'm going to take Odell in this one. Wide receiver start of the week. Start yeah. Him up also, he heard you know, Greg Penham is going to be in the house for that game, so he's got to take one to the house just for me, you know. <laughs> well, actually, yes, Greg Penniman, he's going to take it to the house for you. But another Greg he's going to take it to the house for is Jets uh, defensive coordinator Greg Williams, who they've been having a little back and forth in the media. Uh, Odell accused Greg Williams of teaching players in the preseason game to try to tackle him to get him hurt. Um, wow. If you don't know Greg Williams, Greg Williams, um, you know, former Saints defensive coordinator who was who coordinated the defense during the Bounty Gate. Um, so. That's also, it wasn't surprising to kind of hear those allegations come from Odell. Um, then when Greg Williams was asked about it, he said, Odell who? Kind of wow, making a joke. Wow, the smoke. Um, about, 
the Zeke thing. And then there was a clip this morning that I saw um, of Greg Williams. They asked him if, you know, uh, I don't know exactly what the quote was, but they, you know, referred to Odell as, you know, one of the best playmakers in the league. And Greg Williams was arguing that he doesn't believe, well, that, those are your words. That's your opinion. Ask the Giants what they think. What did the Giants go and wow. do? So, oh yeah. God, so, the shade um, is real. Yeah, the shade is real. Um, if, if, if. I want to start Odell just based off the fact that apparently the coordinator, the coordinator for the Jets doesn't believe he's a great playmaker. So if he doesn't believe that, I hope the game plan is to not stop him then in that case. From if I'm, a, if I'm an Odell fantasy owner as a Jet fan, I'm dying inside. But um, the Jets are making me heavy right now, and fantasy is. So OBJ, go do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> Odell. <laughs> tight end start of the week. Let's go. <laughs> George Kittle going to your start of the week for tight end last week, actually. Uh, he's going against the Bengals, a pretty good matchup, better than the matchup he had last week. Uh, the tight end, uh, the Bengals allowed a touchdown to the tight ends every 11.2 targets last season. So it's a really good matchup. Um, Kittle had two touchdowns taken back last week. So I, I think he finds the end zone without any penalties. Uh, he'll be fine. Yeah, uh, that's that's very interesting because it just seems like we switched notes from last week. Because <laughs> now I, my Titan Star of the Week is your Titan Star of the Week from last week. That's Evan Ingram. Um, he's got this Bills defense who we talked about, gave it up to the, to the Jets in the middle of the field. Uh, James Crowder on 17 targets, caught 14 catches. Um, Evan Ingram against the Cowboys last week, he had 11 catches on 14 targets. Um, there's no Sterling Shepard in this one. Uh Evan Ingram is just going to dominate the middle of the field, running against these linebackers and these safeties. Uh, I expect him to finish in the in the top three of fantasy tight ends. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on, man, because you know that we got the onesie positions, which some people may not prioritize. So we got to give them the streams of the week. Yeah, you got to. Um, who you got for your quarterback stream of the week? Uh, talked about it before, Josh Allen, your QB sleeper of the year. Uh, he's going against this horrible Giants secondary. Dak lit them up. Finished QB two last week against the Giants um, because the Giants allowed 14.5 fantasy points more than the QB mean in week one. Um, that was the second worst in the league uh, last week. Josh Allen also has five rushing touchdowns in the last five games. One last week uh, had a completion percentage last week of 65%. Uh, just yo, I, I'm very surprised by you know Josh Allen just coming out the draft. I'm I'm happy for him. He's doing well as a player, and I think he lights up the Giants. Yeah, Josh Allen. Um, yep, that's my quarterback sleeper of the year. Um, the game might be ugly. Don't watch him play if you have him. Yeah, just I'm not close watching. your eyes and just <laughs> pray for the fantasy points. Um, all right, my QB stream of the week. We got a guy in a high over-under. Um, we're going with Derek Carr at home. Oakland Raiders quarterback Derek Carr at home against these Kansas City Chiefs in a 51-point over-under, I believe. I, don't know, uh, I lost it on this. Yeah, 48.5-point over-under. Um, he's a nine-point dog at home. Uh, I, this Chiefs defense is beatable. They gave it up to Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I expect uh, Derek Carr to be definitely usable as a as a stream of the week we're streaming him in our in, the, in our megalobowl league that the fantasy footballers uh host and so we're streaming him in that and uh yeah we're just gonna ride it out and just pray for those fantasy points yeah i like that dark car pick that was probably gonna be my number two if it wasn't for josh allen uh he had a bad week 16 performance against the chiefs uh, that was late in the season but in week 12 against the chiefs last year 29 for 38 285 yards and three touchdowns so it's a good pick yeah, no, I like him this week. 
Uh, moving forward, who's your tight end stream of the week, Greg? Yeah, uh, pretty popular. I mean, if Jordan Reed's not playing again, got to roll out back out Vernon Davis. You said it before, Evan Ingram isn't Vernon Davis, but uh, I'm rolling Jordan. I mean, Vernon Davis out there. Uh, I think he's gonna get at least you know five to seven targets. Uh, so yeah, that'd be good if he can get like in that seven reception mark and maybe find the end zone. Uh, he played 81% of the offensive snaps in week one. So, and he had a touchdown. So he's, he's a very, he's a factor and they're going to use him. Yeah. I like, I like that one a lot. Um, my tight end stream of the week here is going to be a guy who a lot of people probably don't know. Um, but Jets tight end Ryan Griffin. Um, and the only reason I'm bringing him up is purely for opportunity. If you're streaming tight ends, um, there's there's really nothing on the waiver wire right now. There's nothing available really in leagues. Um, so that being said, we're looking for opportunity. And Ryan Griffin was tied um, for fifth with guys like Zach Ertz and Vance McDonald for the amount of routes run by a tight end last week. Uh, that's according to playerprofiler.com. Uh, so he was on the field. He's going to be targeted. Quincy Nunwa obviously out with the neck injury. Um, so, you know, the Cleveland defense, according to 444.com, uh, they're fourth in schedule adjusted fantasy points against the tight end position PPR points. Um, that dates back to last year. So um, I would anticipate that this is still probably a good matchup for them, right? So, um, or a good matchup for, for Ryan Griffin. And, again, we're streaming the tight ends here. There's really not much. But um, just going with a, a guy with a good matchup who's on the field and, and gets an opportunity. Yeah, that's a, um, a good pick. Someone that I didn't even think I knew before coming into this show. Yeah, so. I mean, honestly, you got to dig deep, bro. We really, we really do. So, um, moving forward, defensive stream of the week. Who are you streaming that defense? Yeah, uh, I chose the Browns last week. I failed you guys. They the Titans got lit lit them up, but I'm gonna go right back to the Browns again, especially after that Sam Donald news getting mono. Uh, Trevor Simeon starting is that is that like a fact? Yes, Trevor Simeon is starting. Trevor, Trevor Simeon in his 59% completion, career completion percentage. Oh, man. 34, 34 to 20 touchdown interception ratio. And we know the, 30, uh, the Browns. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. The Browns <laughs> get turnovers. Um, yeah, Trevor Simeon. He sounds like John knows he's bad. So, and the Jets had <laughs> under 250 total yards last week to the Bills defense. So, uh, I'm rolling the Browns back out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the first moves we made in our sleeper league was to put in a waiver claim for the Cleveland Did we get Browns that waiver defense. claim, by the way? We did get Let's that go. waiver claim. Let's they're, go. They're, in our, they're in our starting lineup right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, damn, I'm so depressed now. My, de- <laughs> my, my defensive stream of the week. Nah, all right. I'm about to give it to y'all real quick. Defensive stream of the week. Um, I, I didn't I didn't bring them up as my stream of the week last week, and I feel bad for not doing it because I started them in a league out of, out of desperation, and it worked out for me. Um, they finished as the number one defense in my league. San, that was to be the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, I get it. Jameis Winston already played. He's not playing on, on Sunday. I understand that. But this Cincinnati defense, they throw at a high rate. They had 59 dropbacks, and they were sacked five times. That's a sack percentage of eight of almost eight and a half percent. This San Fran defense, they got after Jameis Winston. They sacked him three times on 34 dropbacks or 39 dropbacks. Um, so that's a sack rate of almost of 7.7 percent. 
I, f I feel like this, ha this has to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, Andy Dalton's going to throw the ball a ton. The San Fran defense made moves in acquiring D Ford and drafting Nick Bosa to upgrade their pass rush. Um, we already know Andy Dalton's missing his starting left tackle. Uh, he's playing with his backup left tackle. Uh, and um, Or, no, he's playing with the third string left tackle, actually. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, that's got to be bad for him. So I expect the San Fran defense maybe get some sacks, maybe force a couple turnovers. Um, but if, you, if you're in trouble, you need a defense, I think you could do worse than streaming San Fran. Yeah, that's a good pick. Three picks last week against Jamins. They already out-totaled their uh, last year performance in picks because they only had two last year all together. So uh, I like that pick. Yep. Um, yeah, man. And that's, yeah, let's that's, go. that's really that's all we got. Uh huh. Yo, we flew through that. Yeah, we were um, pretty good with our um, starts and stuff last week. So I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and like yeah, I'm really sort. I'm really excited to see you know these hits because we we hit a lot last week mm -hmm. and you know we can't we can't be right all the time as bad as we want to be, um, you know. But we we we're we're giving you guys the advice that we're using ourselves, right? Um, one oh one. Speaking of advice that we're using ourselves, we got to tell people how dirty we are, bro. Like we got to tell them how <laughs> dirty and disgusting we absolutely are. Greg and I, we're in trouble. We need a flex play. Um, we talked about this game, the Steelers and the Seahawks, and uh, we're starting Dante Moncrief in our flex. Yep. It doesn't. It feels. It just feels gross saying it. I feel like I need to take a shower. Especially after that week but, one. Uh, but yeah. Especially after the week one. But we're starting them. Um, if you if you're in trouble, um, you need help. Call Dante Moncrief. <laughs> Put him in your lineup. <laughs> but only if you really really need the help. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's all I got there on that one. Yeah. Uh, just to add, uh, I remember Lubo saying he went against us to not start Chris Goblin because we recommended Chris Goblin. And look what don't that do happened that, there. Guys. So, <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. <laughs> guys, just just know this. Start Chris Godwin for the rest of the year. Lock um, and loaded. Start start DJ Moore for the rest of the year. Hey, Greg, do you know something? Do you know DJ Moore is the only player in the NFL to have 10-plus targets each for the first two weeks? Mm, I mean, you know, one game, but it's cool. You know, that, that's like the only game of the weekend. But yeah, that's a very good statement. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I just, I couldn't help myself. I, know, I, had to, I, know. I had to say it. All right. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, that's, that's all I got. You good? Yeah. Uh, good luck to you guys in week two. Um, yeah, good luck, guys. Um, and, you know, get a win this week. Hopefully, you get to 2 0. Um, or maybe you're looking for the first win. Maybe you get to one and one. Um, if you get to own two, we, we don't worry. We got you. Yeah, we got don't you. Don't go you know. own two, please. Yeah. We fast don't go own four, and they've won a chip, so it, it works. Yeah, man, just um, stay locked and loaded. Stay listening to us. Stay on the grind. Um, keep working the waiver wire. You guys will be fine. All right, yeah, that's it, guys. So uh, have a good one, and uh, catch y'all. We, we out. Yeah.